Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, Blue Skies! All right, everybody, keep those hands up. Nobody move a muscle. 90 seconds. Put the money in the bags. All of it. Hurry. The vault is open. It's open. Do it. But be quick about it. All right, Gramps, get into the vault. Move. Start filling that bag. 80 seconds. Take it easy with the stopwatch. This is the chance of a lifetime. Stick with the plan. Start collecting the bags. You heard the man. Stop passing those bags forward. Everybody take it easy. We'll have no heroes today, and nobody will get hurt. Hey, we need more bags in here. No, get what you have out here. We're at 60 seconds. I don't understand. There's so much money just sitting here. We can't take more than we can carry anyway. Get out of here. Come on, kid, now. Move it. We're running out of time. Correction, your time is up. No, it's him. You said we'd have 90 seconds. That was the cops, not the panda. Put your weapons down before anyone gets hurt. Blast him. <laughs> oh, no. What are you boys shooting at? I'm over here. Or is it over here? (laughs) Perhaps I'm really everywhere. No, please. Stay back. I got the bank manager here. Is that a fact? I'm walking out of here. I'm walking out or he dies. What's <laughs> so funny, freak? You can't leave like that. You have a gun in one hand and the bank manager on the other arm. How will you carry all of that money? What? You can't leave all of that lovely money behind, can you? Just walk away empty-handed? No. No. Your only chance to leave here with all of that wonderful money is to go through me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mass man. You asked for it. Get ready for war. I think he's out. I know he's out. I'm just giving him something to think about when he wakes up. It's all right, everyone. It's all over. The police will be here shortly. What happened in 90 seconds? The best laid plans of mice and men. What's our status with the police these days? They'd give you a badge in an office if you'd take one. I miss being an outlaw. You're still my outlaw, Tex. Behave yourself. 
You first? You let Laughing Boy shoot at you just so you could watch me take him out. I have every confidence in you. I guess you must. You didn't even seem all that hypnotized. It wasn't hypnosis that lured him out of that vault, Squirrel. Just greed. He couldn't bear to be parted from this ill-gotten gain. Hmm, speaking of which, they should probably send somebody out with a broom before all this cash blows away. Squirrel. What is it? Are you okay? I'm fine, but this money certainly isn't. What do you mean? Every one of these bills is counterfeit. Well, I don't know how you knew, Red Panda, but you're right. This vault is full of counterfeit bills. Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth. My man said they were the best he's ever seen. They were indeed. Unless you looked at them through a pair of polarized mask lenses. Then they stuck out like sore thumbs. Something in the ink or paper must have a very different reaction in the ultraviolet spectrum. Do you understand anything he's saying? The eyes have it. Oh, that's cute. I like it. You can keep it. Listen, if you boys are all right, I should probably see to that other matter. Chief, do you mind if I have a word with my partner? Suit yourself. Exactly what are you talking about, darling? We really need some sort of code for when I want to slip off and I'll fay and Ori stay. Well, if we do, let's not use pig Latin. Even Chief O'Malley can decode that. A girl reporter's got to live too, Red Panda. Go scoop the city. I'll meet you at home. Where's she going? There's a dearth of suspects to beat unconscious just now. She'll be along later. What are you smiling at? If you think I can't tell you from the other one, you're out of your mind. It's good to have you back. Chief O'Malley, after all these years, you still have the power to surprise me. Yes, well, you don't need polarized mask lenses to spot what's between you and her. I don't suppose you do. The question remains, how did that much phony script get into the vault of the Empire Bank? And how many other vaults around town is it in? Better sit on that angle. We don't want to cause a panic. If people lose confidence, there could be a run on the banks. And we all know how that usually works out. It could collapse the economy again. Wouldn't help much with the war effort, would it? Think that could be the angle? Nothing would surprise me less, O'Malley. The counterfeit bills all seem to have arrived in a single shipment. Have you been able to trace it? We have the transit logs and manifests. We'll know for certain soon. But we have bigger problems. How so? Uh, they may be obvious to you, but these bills are tough for my men to spot. How are we supposed to clear every vault in town before the papers hit the streets? You know what these reporters are like. I have a general idea, yes. I should be able to construct a simple apparatus that will help your men spot the difference easily. If we hurry, you should be able to get a public statement into the special editions. I'll make the statement while you build your contraption. We've got to prevent a public panic. Agreed. Strange. Our trio of bank robbers might have done a great service in the cause of law and order, O'Malley. A great service, indeed. Would you care for some tea, sir? No, thank you, Weston. I'm still a little, uh... Sir? Holding something else while I'm holding the baby. I'm not quite there yet. Yes, sir. Weston, you smiled. I saw your mustache waggle. Yes, sir. Honey, I'm home. You never get tired of that, do you? I really don't. Here you are, madam. Oh, thanks, Weston. How is he? He's pretty spectacular, really. William Thomas Maxwell Fenwick. 
I couldn't have picked a better name. My dad, your father, and a supernatural superhero I thought was dead. Uh, standard stuff, really. What is it? Nothing. If I may, the master is not entirely comfortable with the current arrangement. What arrangement? Oh, I get it. Weston's in on the gag now, Gusworth. And he was the whole time he just pretended he wasn't. I know. And forgive me, Weston. It isn't that I'm uncomfortable. I'm simply unaccustomed. And heaven knows we need you to be in on the gag, especially if you're to run interference with... All right. Where is my grandson? He's asleep, Mother Baxter. Asleep? He's not supposed to be asleep for another hour. Well, try telling him that. Give him to me. It is time for our walk in the garden. Babies need routine. It is very important to them, but you two wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, don't start, Ma. Yeah. You always off at the newspaper of yours, and you lost behind enemy lines for a year. You would think you could stay in some night. The war effort waits for no man, Mother Baxter. Bah! Always something. And so it is up to me. Come on, sweetheart. This is getting old in a hurry. Tell me about it. Come on, let's go someplace where we can think. What's that? Oh, Aston? I believe the phrase the mistress is searching for is... To the crime lab. Mr. Govan! Mr. Govan! Calm yourself, Hancock. You will do yourself an injury. But, sir, have you seen the story? The Empire Bank operation. It was discovered. Of course I've seen it. Just because I'm not hysterical, do not take me for a fool. Yes, sir. What should we do, sir? How much have they found? I couldn't say for certain, sir, but it looks like all of it. The police have discovered caches of counterfeit currency in every major branch of the Empire Bank in the city, and the search is broadening as law enforcement agencies across the country become involved. Excellent. Sir? Hancock, you must be malleable. You must adapt. Certainly, ill fortune has interfered with one tiny aspect of our great plan, but in other ways, this may well accelerate our designs. Certainly, this thrusts the Empire Bank into the limelight and seeds public distrust, does it not? Well, I suppose so, Mr. Govan. Of course, it does nothing to weaken the currency. Mm, no, that is unfortunate. And, and more importantly, sir, it draws the attention of the authorities. <laughs> authorities? <laughs> we must assemble the board of directors. Our plans are a carefully woven web. We must make adjustments to account for this disappointment. Yes, sir. And the remaining stock of counterfeit bills? Useless now that they can be detected. Destroy it, but save 10% for testing. Testing? Yes. I saw some crude schematics for the detection device in the papers. Have research and development build such a device and learn exactly how it detects our currency so we may make the necessary adjustments for the next batch. The next batch? Sir, may I remind you that 10% of our remaining stock still represents hundreds of thousands of dollars. Together with the presses and the plates, this is a powerful amount of damning evidence. Evidence? Hancock, do you... You don't seriously think that there is any possibility of the police making it this far, do you? But, sir, the ties to the bank... Meaningless. The police would never suspect one of the Empire Bank's most prominent governors of undermining his own investment now, would they? And we used no one from the inside in the transport of those shipments. No, sir. But the men that we did use... By the time the counterfeit currency had done its work and the links to the Empire Bank had been established, 
It should have been more than a year from now, sir. And they would long ago have forgotten any irregularities on that day. As it is, it seems certain that the police will be able to establish a connection to that crew. You make a good point, Hancock. Have them eliminated. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And the plates on the presses. Don't be such a frightened rabbit, Hancock. If we eliminate the trail that could lead back to us, there is no need to destroy valuable resources. No small expense was incurred in producing that equipment, and we will need to produce false currency in vast amounts in order for our great plan to succeed. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't sulk. If it will make you feel better, arrange to have the equipment shipped out of the city next week. Quietly, and when no one is looking. Of course, sir. Thank you, Mr. Govan. And try and cheer up a little. There is a bold new world on the horizon, Hancock, and it does not belong to the faint of heart. Yes, sir. But for those who dare to dream of the world of tomorrow, Hancock, and those who are not afraid to destroy in order to build, for them, Hancock, there are only blue skies. <laughs> You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Richard Waters. What was that? Who's there? Perhaps it is only your imagination, Richard Waters. Your conscience speaking to you from the shadows. My conscience? No. I've done nothing. But you know that is not true, Richard Waters. You have known it all day. Please, please, leave me alone. And if I did leave you alone, Waters, do you think I would be the last? Do you think the police and the federal authorities would not be hard upon my heels? No, no, I did nothing wrong. We both know that is not true, Richard Waters. Though I, for one, believe that you did not intend to do wrong. You do? Yes, these rooms you live in do not suggest you have been profiting from a criminal conspiracy. C conspiracy I'm an honest man. Honesty is not a passive condition, Waters. A man is not honest simply because he does not purposely tell a lie. Honesty to the law, honesty to your country, honesty to yourself, all of them require strength and a vigilance of spirit to tell the truth. You have been troubled all day. Yes. Why? You know why. If you're here, you must know. Come out where I can see you, please. As you wish. The Red Panda? Yes. I have appeared to many as a specter of justice. An avenger. To you I offer only hope, Richard Waters. I hold out a hand, but you must take it and walk of your own free will back into the light. But they'll never believe me. Never believe that I wasn't involved. The stories in the papers. This is so much money. Counterfeit money. I didn't know that. You have to believe me. I run an honest service. Secure deliveries. You drive an armored car. Yes. We've been doing more contract work for the Empire Bank lately. It's a good connection. Good business. I need these jobs. Tell me about the delivery. I can't. You must. Well, through your silence, you are guilty of conspiracy... Not just to pass counterfeit money, but in support of whatever scheme or treason may be in back of it all. Treason? It seems possible. Are you willing to take the chance? No. Not that. 
I got a brother overseas, Red Panda. Many of us do speak. We, we'd never handled that much cash before. Pallets of the stuff. The orders, they all checked out, and the banks were expecting us all right, but... Something didn't seem quite right? I didn't think nothing of it at the time. The place we picked the cash up from, it, it didn't look like anything much. It sure wasn't a mint location. They say they moved around a lot for security because of the war. And I guess that made sense. Anyway, I didn't think nothing about it. A, a big contract like the Empire Bank. If that continued, well, that could mean the world. And it has continued? Sure, sort of. They kept us on, smaller stuff, but I thought... I guess I don't know what I thought. But then when I heard about all the phony money in the vaults and I saw the list of banks they found it in... I should have come forward hours ago. I feel like a coward. No. Choosing to speak the truth is never anything but brave. We need the name of your contact and the place you made your pickup from. Yes. I... What's that? That is the melodious sound of someone getting their just desserts. Hello. Did either of you boys order a hit squad? What is this? Don't you know a pair of killers when they're sprawled out on your landing? Help me get them inside. Right. Good work, squirrel. They... they sent men to kill me? <laughs> they're funny that way. Lucky for you, I was keeping watch. But if they came for me... What about my crew? They might have more than one team of killers. We don't know how big an operation this is. You got a phone in here? Yes, upstairs. I'll call Mother Hen. We'll get agents to protect his men until the cops arrive. It's a good plan. Go! Come on, mister, let's move! And as for you two, they sent a pair of knights to take out a single pawn. And however little you know, it will be more than Richard Waters did. Now, which of you is going to be unlucky enough to wake up first? Well, you look very comfortable. I am, really. Quite a nice chair. Would you mind very much getting your foot off my desk? I would, but you wouldn't like where I'm going to put it next. Is that supposed to be some kind of a threat? It was, but that's not really my part of the act. You don't seem awfully surprised to see me, Mr. Govan. It is not good business to allow one's rival to see you surprised. Are we rivals now? Perhaps. In a negotiation, at least. Soon, we will be fast friends. My friends aren't traitors, James Govan. Yes, I've seen the War Bonds posters. Do you really think you have uncovered treason at work, Red Panda? Are you so simple-minded to assume that I would hand this country that my father and his fathers built over to some jack-booted maniacs? Who do you think you are talking to? James P. Govan, millionaire industrialist, respected citizen, counterfeiter, and traitor. Not necessarily in that order. I am no traitor. Anyone who works to weaken his country in its darkest hour is guilty of treason in my eyes, Govan. Get out from behind my desk. No, I don't think that I will. First of all, you're wildly uncomfortable standing there, and I'm enjoying that just now. Secondly, you've got a whole set of booby traps you can control from a hidden panel back here. I think I'm in the one completely safe spot in the room. Never thought someone would make it this far, did you, Govan? You are so very pleased with yourself. I am, rather. We stopped your murder squads and spent the day rather quietly making our way up the ladder toward you. Your assistant, Mr. Hancock, was very loyal. He took longer than any of the others to break. 
But in the end, his will was not his own. All right, Red Panda. You have a very strong position. Thanks. I try to keep in shape. We aren't negotiating, Govan. Yes, we are. All life is a negotiation, Red Panda. That may be the saddest thing I have ever heard a villain say. No one here is working against Canada's interests in the war. We are working to win the peace. That's a nifty slogan. You should have some jackets made. Don't be such a petulant child. Men of vision cannot live their lives in the present. We must always think of the future. Germany can never win this war. You must see that now. The size and strength of the collected forces opposing Hitler are tremendous. Yes, there will be a great struggle. And yes, lives will be lost. But in the end, the Allies will triumph. It is the only logical conclusion. Listen to the casual ease with which you dismiss the loss of millions of lives. A tremendous entrenched war machine with strength and power that you cannot guess at must be overcome. No one in history has ever attempted something of the scale that must come next. And you speak of it as if it has already happened. All right, then. So what if I'm wrong? We lose. The Nazis triumph. There is very little need for me to make plans for success under an occupying army. I suspect you'd do quite well, Govan. Your kind always does. You mean that as an insult? How sad for you. The future belongs to those with the strength and the will to shape it, Red Panda, to master it. You think you've broken a simple counterfeiting ring? The weakening of the currency, the temporary undermining of one of the country's most powerful business institutions in order to control it fully, is all part of a plan that would stagger your imagination. James Govan, I have seen things that you cannot imagine. Terrors that would haunt the soul of a saint, which I assure you I am not. Do you really think that the Blue Skies Corporation qualifies? Where did you hear that name? You seem surprised. I told you, Hancock's will was not his own. The secrets of his mind were mine to command. You are the leader of a cabal of businessmen for whom war profiteering was not enough. War profiteering? <laughs> With restrictions and government controls in place, the potential profit is not worth the risk. Besides... As long as there are manufacturing and high-technology companies owned by sentimental fools like Ian James or August Fenwick, who barely cover their costs, the war is a bad investment. So you and your board of directors manipulate the economy subtly like spiders, consolidate your control, and prepare for a new world of peace which will belong to you. And what of it? Do you think the struggle ends when the Nazis are defeated, Red Panda? What about the communists, the socialists, the anarchists within our own borders? The Blue Skies Corporation will control the social order by controlling the wealth of this country. We will build a new world from the ashes of the old. We will make this nation a beacon to others. Others whom you will keep out because they are foreigners. Of course. Canada will lead by example. The only example you seem to need are a certain group of jackbooted maniacs. I thought you were simply a greedy swine, James Govan, but you're really something much more sinister, aren't you? The men who will fight and die to keep this country free do so to protect the right of those who survive and their descendants to determine the future of this country together. Democracy and capitalism aren't mutually exclusive, Govan, but don't confuse the two. You aren't for anything except yourselves and your own grip on power, and you aren't against anything except someone else having that power, even the people themselves. The people? Don't make me laugh. All right, Red Panda, what are you going to do about it? Is this really a crime, as you understand the term? Do you think I'll go to jail? The counterfeit money and the printing press? <laughs> 
you'll never tie it to me. The men you have hypnotized will never take the stand and speak of their own free will. Probably not. You have set us back. But in the end, it is futile. The law cannot touch us. No, it probably can't. But do not confuse me for the law. I always did better as an outlaw. You don't frighten me, Red Panda. You know as well as I that the public disgrace of some of the most wealthy and powerful men in the country would shatter the nation's morale. Imagine how those boys overseas would feel if they heard that their country was being stolen out from under their feet. And imagine how they will feel when they hear of your generosity and support fighting alongside them. What is this babble? You're going to call a meeting of the board of directors of the Blue Skies Corporation, James Govan. You're the only one who can. Hancock knew that. Twelve of the richest and most powerful men in the country are going to bend their collective will, their personal and business fortunes entirely toward the war effort. Your patriotism and largesse will be spoken of for years. You will eclipse the efforts of honest men like James or Fenwick so far. No one will even pause to consider them. And if you hold influence in the new world, it will be because of the boundless respect you will have earned from the ordinary men and women you hold in such contempt. That will be the legacy of your cabal, James Govan. Blue skies, indeed. You think anything you say or do can scare me enough to force me into that kind of insanity? You don't know much about the art of negotiation, do you? No. Fortunately, I know a great deal about the art of hypnosis. What? I am not a policeman, James Govan. I am not a crown attorney that can be bullied, or a judge that can be bribed, or a politician that can be bought. I am not the law. I am justice. I am the Red Panda. And my mind is in yours. No. No. Yes. I obey. Yes, James Govan. Like all those who would seek to profit from the sacrifice of innocent lives, to make petty tyrants of themselves, you face the justice of the Red Panda. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Where are you taking me? Just here, Mrs. Baxter. One moment, please. Vestian, I have too much to do to stand around here in the study. There is a full household staff who are perfectly capable of keeping the mansion standing for a few moments, Mrs. Baxter. If you will allow me. Vestian, did you see that? The whole bookshelf just slid into the wall. Yes, madam. This... This looks like... A tube, Mrs. Baxter? Don't be stupid. It looks more like a... a... Perhaps you should step in for a better look, Mrs. Baxter. This is the silliest thing I've ever seen. Why would you have something like this behind a... Vestin! Vestin! The door slid close behind me! I know, Mrs. Baxter. I closed it. You horrible little man! Yes, Mrs. Baxter... Try to relax. This takes some getting used to. What takes some... Oh! 
Hello, Mother Baxter. Did you enjoy the ride? You. How can you have something like that so dangerous in the house with my grandson? Mother Baxter, would you stop berating me long enough to look around you? Why should I? I. Oh, what? What is this place? My underground lair. Your what? Kit, would you like to take over for a moment? Hi, Ma. Katya, what are you doing in that crazy outfit? Ma, this is kind of awkward for me. It would really help me if you would just dig in and fill in some of the gaps for yourself. Utility belt, flying helmet, squirrel ears. You mean you and you? You are. Yes. I assume so. Yes, there wasn't really a complete sentence in there. You shut up now. Yes, ma'am. You are the flying squirrel. Yes. You are some kind of superhero. Only for the last what nine or ten years? Something like that. So when you two are out every night, you are jumping off rooftops, fighting criminals, with my grandson at home. And you with him? Yes. It is a dangerous job, and if it weren't for the war, we probably wouldn't still be doing it. But we are needed. He needs you too, alive. He needs both of us, Ma. And the best chance we have of both of us living through this is if we stick together. I lost Gus once, and I'm not doing it again.、Uh, wait, wait. When you were overseas, the Red Panda was still. I saw him in the newspapers. Ah, that. I'm not certain I'm quite prepared to explain the android duplicate. I don't even know what that is. Well, now you kind of have to. A mechanical man calls himself the Red Ensign. Now he's with the Allied Command Super Services. I can't really say more. You two are just making fun of Mama now. This is some kind of trick. Would you like the grand tour, the crime lab, the trophy room? You aren't helping. We're telling you now because I know how important you are to Kit, and I don't want your relationship to be an elaborate dance of deceit. Nine or ten years too late for that. Possibly. My fault, but what was I to do? I was young and smitten. What matters is now. Your country needs you, Mother Baxter. Are you ready to serve? Phew. The town where I was born is overrun by Nazis, and you expect me to say no? I do not. You two think that you are so clever, don't you? You just wait until peace breaks out. I am going to give you both such a pinch. Yes, boss. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda. This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero. This is Stephen Burley reminding you, DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure. The Red Panda Adventures, Episode Eighty Five, Blue Skies, was written and directed by Greg Taylor, with original music by Andrea Lyons, and featured the vocal talents of Peter Nichol, Christopher Mott, Stephen Burley, Michael Booth, Julie Florio, Clarissa Dunetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Ah, Saturday's story circle in the Mutual Audio Network—a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. 
Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.